Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of Here's the Point with Caden Kelly. I am Caden <laughs> Kelly, and I read books every week, a nonfiction book, to uh, help improve my health, wealth, peace, and wisdom. And then uh, I do the podcast to keep myself accountable and also to help inspire you to improve those areas of your life as well. This podcast is um, supplementary to my main podcast, Book Club with Caden Kelly, where I do the same thing. In that podcast, I do it in 90 minutes. In this one, I do it in 15. I cover the book in 15 minutes or less uh, for your convenience. But if you like this conversation, you can join. You can find the longer one. Join me uh, later for uh, the other books. Um, you can find access to those episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But you can also find links to when I do it live on my blog, kadenkellysblog.wordpress.com. I do it live on Twitch, live on YouTube. Uh, make it really easy for you to find me live on Facebook. I'm live everywhere, baby. But for today, I got I got 15 minutes of le- or less of your money or your life by Vicky Robin and Joe Dominguez. Nine steps to transforming your relationship with money and achieving financial independence. And uh, uh, you know, I I tried recording this last week, and then I realized the thing was muted. For 15 minutes, so or I guess I did it eight minutes, and then the thing crashed. It was a disaster. So I'm doing this back to back with my last one. But anyway, uh, money book. This is money talk. We're today we're focusing on improving our wealth. So um, I'll go through it quick and just you know just to let you know this was not my favorite money book, but there are some really good nuggets of of help to uh, help you improve your financial situation. And also to improve your relationship with wealth, because as she says at the at the beginning of this book, the point of this book is not to give you more money, but to change your relationship and perspective of money. I, you know, uh, it's easy to get confused with what money is and how we use it, and especially our relationship with it. I'm my relationship with money is constantly changing with all of the money books that I read, and uh, basically what I learn is money's not real. It's not real. It's a it's a tool. It's a vehicle that we use to buy things and to improve our life, but also can be super destructive. So how we view money, how we use it, is incredibly important, and and especially how it impacts the quality of your life. So, as the subtitle says, there are nine steps to transforming your relationship with money and achieving financial independence. I'm going to go through the nine steps really quickly and share my thoughts or you know some notes that I took from each uh from each step nine steps they she broke it down into nine chapters I'm just going to read the steps and the notes uh step one is making peace with the past uh she encourages you to find out how much money you've ever made ever including side hustles and birthday gifts and whatever uh, uh and to find your net worth find your net worth with a balance sheet of all your assets and li- liabilities that's step one to achieving financial independence and transforming your relationship. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's step one. Step two, being in the present. Track the, your life energy. Basically, time is, the time that you have alive is your most valuable resource. Where you spend your time is your life energy. And basically, when we work, we're trading our life energy 
for money. And when you think of it that way, it sounds pretty ridiculous. We only have so many hours, so many days, so many years of life, uh, and we give up so much of it for a paycheck. Why? Because that's the, that's the society that we live in. And there's great benefits to having a society like this. It's not bad, but that's just the truth. We trade our time and our life energy for money. It's very important to be aware of this. It should. That, that truth alone should impact your relationship with money more than any of these other steps. You trade your life energy for money. Uh, so in this step, she says it's important to um, establish the actual cost of time and money in order to maintain your jobs to and compute your real hourly wage. I didn't make that note very well. Uh, how much money do you make per hour? And then deduct all of the expenses that you spend at your job will bring you your your real hourly wage. So if you make 20 bucks an hour, but every day you buy lunch and it takes X amount of dollars to get gas, then you really you're making 15 bucks an hour. And then step two is of this step is to keep track of every cent that comes in and goes out of your life. But I love that, you know, that that po- this this step alone, your life energy, your time is your life energy. And we trade that for money. Well, you know what that makes me want to do? It makes me want to learn how to make money without giving up my life energy. I don't need all the money. I just need enough to survive and to pay my bills and to get what I need. But also that doesn't take up any of my time. And there's ways to do this. And she gives some help, but the, I want to make, I want to maximize my money while, while minimizing my life energy spent. Oh, that's, you know, that's the point. That's my wealth, baby. Chapter, uh, step three, monthly tabulation, uh, basically, uh, uh, manage all aspects of how money goes out of your life and how all money comes in into your life. All areas money comes in. Step four, three questions that will transform your life. Listen to these and consider them. <laughs> Did I receive fulfillment, satisfaction, and value in proportion to the life energy I spent. Is this expenditure of life energy in alignment with my values and life purpose? How much does this expenditure of change if I didn't have to work for money? I don't need to get into it. I go into it deeper on my podcast on this episode. So think about those questions and go check out that conversation if you want more thoughts. Step five, making life energy visible. Uh, she talks about how getting out of debt is financial independence. Yeah, this, this is where uh, it's part of my, um, my, uh, so she, she talks about getting out of debt and she talks about saving money as two really important aspects of financial independence. That doesn't resonate with me as well as what Robert Kiyosaki, who's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, who says, uh, because the rules of money are what they are, where money is a currency, which means it loses value over time, you should never hold on to money. You should never hold on to a currency or save it because that's financial lunacy. Uh, if you, you, you hold on to $100 for 10 years, it now is only worth $90 or $80. It loses value over time. So instead of saving your money, you want to spend it on real assets that appreciate over time, like stocks. It could be real estate. It could be, it could be a lot of things. How creative are you? It could be a business. 
So rather than I believe in rather than saving, spending, and instead of getting out of debt, going into debt, using other people's money to buy assets, using loans and, uh, and mortgages to buy real estate and to buy businesses, using other people's money to buy assets. That's there you go. That's just she says it's important to save and. You know, and there's definitely merit to her advice. I'm just saying it makes more sense in my head to not save a currency and to spend other people's money instead of your own, especially if spending other people's money will bring you more money over time. Uh, step six, value in your life energy, minimize your minimizing your spending. I said this is uh, uh, I said this is basically a book on how to be a cheapskate. The surest way to save money is to be frugal. Stop spending money to impress other people. Yeah. It's I mean the, it's excellent advice to be frugal, to not spend, especially not to buy things you don't need. We live in a such uh, our the consumerist wor- consumerism world we live in today advocates for for buying. We're constantly bombarded with advertisements for sales and, or, or rather for services and products. But um, especially, you know, but, and then we buy them. Like our social media is is programmed to feed us advertisements of things that we talk about. It's the algorithm. And so we're inclined to buy these things. But we don't always need the things we buy. And the worst of all, we buy things to impress other people. That's our ego. I talk about ego in other books. For now, I'll say that's the worst thing you can do with your money is to spend it for other people's sake, to impress other people, because who, you know, no one cares about you like you care about, like you, sh- you do. Um, I bought Wave Runners once because I thought it would be fun with my friends, and then it was a colossal mistake. It was just very expensive, and nobody cared that much that I had Wave Runners, so I had to, s- I sold them, and I'm glad I did. Be frugal with your money and stop spending money to impress other people. That's step six. S- uh, step seven. Valuing your life energy, maximizing your income. Uh, job satisfaction lies in the worker, not the work. Um, I said uh, there's uh, some value in the last couple of paragraphs. Basically, uh, it, this kind of boils down to your attitude. You you can be a part of a job that is you know it's not where you want to be, but it brings you, uh, it gives you enough money. It gives you more money than maybe you need, but it's better to value your time spent uh, uh, than it is to value the money coming in. Valuing your life energy, maximizing your income. So, uh, again, your most valuable resource, at least to me, you know, I care about how I spend my time and how I feel over time. Some people only care about the money. You get to choose however you want to live your life. If you want to, if you want to be a happier and a wealthier person, learn how to be. Learn how to, you know, you don't need a million dollars to be happy. There's studies that show after a certain point, after a certain amount of money, uh, in income that you make, there is a, there is a plateau of happiness. So, and it's about a hundred thousand dollars after a hundred thousand dollars. Um, your happiness, like the more money you make, doesn't make you happier. It's not like this more money equals more happiness. It's more like you make a hundred thousand dollars dramatically happier, but then after that, it kind of levels off four or five hundred thousand six hundred thousand and then there's a point where it kind of dips because you start making dumb life decisions 
uh, cha- uh, step eight, capital and the crossover point. There's uh, This is about pretty much how to invest your money. She talks about different ways, different things that make money for you, like businesses and real estate and stocks. And you can invest your money in smart things to make the, uh, to make more money. Um, and then s- step nine, I didn't, it's not written down where to stash your cash for the long term financial f- for the long term financial freedom. That's maybe that's what that is. Um, and it, or maybe they're kind of a cross for both. Again, this wasn't my favorite financial book, but some of those points that I uh, mentioned earlier are really valuable. So if you like this conversation, go uh, listen to your money or your life on book club with Caden Kelly. Um, otherwise, you could find you could find those. I do those episodes live book club live on uh, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. You can find the links to all that on my blog. Again, that's Caden Kelly's blog Otherwise, stay tuned and I'll be posting more 15 minute episodes on. Here's the point. Thanks for showing up.